Welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm with Squeaks. Squeaks. And today we're talking about day two of BlizzCon 2019. How'd you like your day two? Uh, wonderful. Yeah, it yeah, was, it was pretty crazy. Definitely our eSports day for yes. us, you know? Definitely a day to actually uh, look at all the, um, what do you call them, pop-up shops. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of pop-up shops there. That's probably, that's one of those things that you don't ever hear about, but like, yeah, uh, you know, MSI comes, MSI, yeah, yeah, X, yeah. you know, HyperX and stuff like that. They Corsair all was there. Corsair, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see, did you see uh, Razor Naga stuff? No, Razor, at all? Razor was not there. I was expecting Jinx. Jinx. Jinx was not there. It was mostly Corsair, MSI. Probably kept it that way for a certain reason. What did they didn't want to cross brand? Well, maybe they rotate things around. Like they had Facebook maybe. Gaming there. That was the first time Facebook Gaming was there. Yeah. Which I was like, what is that? And I could have stopped by the panel yeah. and I asked, but I didn't. T Mobile always there? Uh, yes, because they're they're one of the They've sponsors for Overwatch sponsor. teams. Yeah. yeah. Like okay. USA is like, I think, or one of the teams is like T Mobile Blink. <laughs> like yeah. they're big. Yeah. So, um, but I like how much they, T Mobile is a sponsor and yeah, they do kind of shove it down our face a little bit, but they still, like, T Mobile does bring a lot to the table. Yeah. Like you could tell, like, you know, I would have loved to have one of those T Mobile MVP spots that they had on the bottom there with oh those my gosh, yeah. big, comfortable chairs. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Uh, so, some of the things that went down is we have panels, we have uh, the World of Warcraft arenas, and we had Overwatch uh, Grand uh, World Cup, World which Cup, was yes. fantastic. And we'll go over that as well. And then we had the performances at night and stuff like that. So, uh, let's go into demos first. Did you play any demos? On, on day, day two? On day two. Uh, I played the PvP for Overwatch. Yeah, with the new push mode that it has. Right. How was um, that? I thought I had some issues with it. Uh, I felt very, oh, we won super fast, but then the other team got that opportunity, and they beat the overall game, but they took a lot longer yeah. to beat yeah. us. I, I don't know. Something just wasn't right to me. Uh, pretty much they had extra time to feel like they to surpass our checkpoint. I don't want to dive down into the demo of how it's played. But so I put my complaints on the on their feedback laptop. Yeah. <laughs> the other but it's a cool mode though. It's a cool mode. It's mostly yeah. just yeah, killing each other really. Definitely not as close as it was in the actual tournament. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Some of those matches were just like, how? How is yeah. it that close? It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to try out the PVE to yes, uh, as well okay. yesterday, and uh, man, I I'm just so freaking excited for more of it. Yeah, it was really fun. I got to be Lucio, the healer, so it actually felt impactful. Like. Like a lot of times, especially when you play Lucio, because he just changes everybody's health or speed, mm -hmm. you kind of feel like, yeah, this is cool. And I do see moments that I'm really good, especially when I alt, but when I do sound barrier. But otherwise, I just kind of feel like a passive healing. Well, you are. And yeah, yeah. This actually felt like I need to go do this. I need to follow the Reinhardt. I need yeah. to do whatever. You know? So did a good job of making each character play a, a role in the story. Yeah, there were. Yeah, yeah exactly. There were moments where the Reinhardt needed to do something to protect us. Yeah. And, and it just natively came. So it was yeah. like it was forced. So it was really cool. Uh, also, we both played Warcraft 3 Reforged. We yes. We did a yes, uh, PvP did. mode yeah. of that. I got my butt spanked. Yeah. Uh, how did you do that? Uh, I killed Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd you enjoy it, though? Um, it was neat. I don't know what's taking so long to redo this game, remaster yeah. it. Um, looking at it, I was like, oh, this is neat. It, it does look newer, but why is it taking so long? Because it doesn't look like they've did this insane remaster to it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go right into panels then, because one of the panels I went to was the deep dive on uh, Warcraft Three Reforged, okay. and the overall feeling is that they're while they're try they're trying to keep the nostalgic of it, so they're really not trying to change what it looks like and how it plays. They are just giving everybody much higher definition, uh, you know, characters and sprites and stuff like that. One thing that was really cool is 
the old cinematics, they've always been really good cinematics, even to this day. But they came out in like 400 by 200, you know. So hmm. they went back and found the original files that were the cinematics and re-rendered them now to be 1080 and 4K nice, and stuff like nice. that. So, but they said that the originals were actually natively 1080 before 1080 was a thing. Hmm. So yeah, they're able to do quite a bit with those. They're also adding the thing that's actually kind of delaying them a lot is the map maker is such a huge community for them. So there's two things they want to make sure to do. They want to make sure that everybody who's already currently making maps, which are still for the last 15 years or whatever, actively doing that. They want to make sure that it's seamless for them to make sure to bring their maps over to Warcraft, uh, to Warcraft Reforged. And they want to make sure that like all the troubles that, that like there's a lot of workarounds. So mm -hmm. they're saying, for example, if you wanted to create a character that would do like play like an RPG that would go do one thing, kill something and then level up, you currently have to like make a bunch of workarounds. Now they're going to make it where that can just happen. Hmm. So you don't have to like make like a lot of fake things happen so it looks like the guy's leveling up. Now there will be an ability for that to happen. Okay, we talk about like the heroes. Yeah, the heroes, heroes and stuff like okay. that. Just there's little things like that that they that people like make their own maps within the game. There's a guy. There's a guy who made a Street Fighter within that Warcraft. You know, wow. little things like that. And then um, they're giving everybody their own models. So for example, uh, the Murlocs, the goblins, and the ghouls all have the same model in the original game. Now they're giving them all separate models so that they can really kind of change how they swing. And they talked about how they adjust swing time. So it was very interesting to see like yeah. behind the scenes on something that seemed kind of basic. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you're just making it like higher definition. Like, no, they're actually rebuilding the game. Wow. And they're sticking as close as they can to the nostalgic thing. But they also want to make sure that new players. So another thing for new players, if you play from World of Warcraft and they know that this is going to happen, people want to go back and see what game inspired it. So they want to make sure that it's as seamless as possible with a story. So like Dalaran's being changed to look like the in-game WoW Dalaran, things like that, so that mm. it feels like you're actually playing the prequel to World of Warcraft. Okay. So I mean, that's they, cool. a lot more work than they thought probably what was going to go on onto yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any panels you want to make sure to talk about? Uh, I don't really check too many panels, yeah, actually, on day two. Yeah. Uh, mostly esports. Um, I checked the Art of Diablo, actually. How was that? Uh, real quick. Uh, I catch I catch Tower caught towards the end of it and uh they were explaining what i got from it explaining the colors of diablo and i was talking about it earlier that a lot of it's a contrast of black and whites yeah um dull colors throughout the the campaign and whatnot the game itself but they really wanted to focus on the the red colors which was the blood and the gore so they talked about how certain lightings would affect when you're walking past um, just say a puddle of blood, how it would fade with the light when you're walking by it, uh, things like that. But they're really hardcore on this um, blood and gore. Yeah. So every time we hear about Diablo, they do mention that. Yeah, I'm down for that too. Like make yeah. it our mature game. We have other games. I think was it you that was saying like StarCraft's a good mix of, you know, sci-fi and maybe I was talking to Eric or something like that about that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you have StarCraft who has mm -hmm. the Zerg that kind of is our PG rated version of gore. You know what I'm saying? Like the Zerg is kind of softcore, yeah. you know? Yeah. Compared to what Diablo can be. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to have, like, okay, then let's sink into Diablo. Let's really yeah. have fun with that. So that's a good idea. Uh, another panel I was able to check out was the Voices of Azeroth, which I was really surprised by how good it was. I actually went to it because it was before the World of Warcraft uh, deep dive. And it was just fascinating to see these people in these powerful cinematics, the voices behind them. I always thought these voice modulation for like Sour Fang. No, it's a dude with that voice. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I wish he was my friend. 
Uh, and then Sylvanas, this woman who plays Sylvanas, like when she comes in and just says a few lines, the place erupts in cheers. Yeah. It, it's hard to explain how many people are in these rooms too. Like we talk about this, like the mythic stage, it was standing only for just talking to the people who do the voices. That's crazy. Standing only. And there has to be like, I mean, I can't even throw out a real number, maybe like 25,000 in that one room, something mm. like that. Like it's so crazy. Uh, and then they capped it all off. You know, we got to see like some of their auditions and stuff like that, but they capped it all off with a live reenactment of one of the cinematics, the newest one. And that was really well done, actually. They did a pretty good job. They, even when the actor who plays Sour Fang, like, dies, they actually picked him up and carried him off, and they had two people with the staffs doing the banging on the ground. Yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, they had, like, a fake little fight scene. and Yeah, I saw some of the fight scene on the TVs. So it was pretty neat. Yeah, so yeah. it was just really cool because, like, the moments that were impactful to you in a cinematic – you got to imagine now you have those 25 people, 25,000 people shouting and cheering every time something like that happened. When she says the horde is nothing, you had boos and cheers and yeah. everything. Like it was just like a smattering of just hype behind it. Mm -hmm. And then they had the blooper reel that was really funny. Apparently, the guy who plays Sour Fang, uh, as they're going, if he messes up, he'll just roll with it. Like he's like, mm -hmm. I should have had those bitches that try to kill you back then, throw and stuff like that. He'll just like roll mm -hmm. with it and just like, he'll be funny. Like I'm gluten free and you've got a bunch of weed around your house and stuff. <laughs> it was really good. So um, I really enjoyed it. And then, uh, Let's see, is there any other panels? The big one, probably the Wild Deep Dive, which I'll get into in a bit. But is there anything else? Yeah, no. Because I only caught the Diablo 4 art. Okay. So. so the World of Warcraft Deep Dive, I'll just go into that. There's a Q&A as well. I think what I'll do is I'll do a separate video form where I'll just sit there and talk about everything that was announced right. for the World of Warcraft. Because that can go. I can make this yeah, a separate there was two. There was, in, there was two panels for that, There's right? There's a Deep Dive and then the Q&A. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so there was so much information for World of Warcraft. But that's how WoW was built, so it's mm. expected. But I'll just do the broad strokes right now. Uh, essentially, covens are the big thing now. They're going to be sort of like your garrison or more like your class order hull from Legion. Uh, a lot of this feels like they're bringing Legion back, which if you're a World of Warcraft fan, you're like, thank God, it's great. Um, no more AP grind. Like The cheer for the fact that there's no more AP grind, I even tweeted about this, was bigger than the cheer for Overwatch 2. I mean, yeah. it was crazy how excited everybody was. Yeah. Uh, and they're extremely alt-friendly. So your alts will be able to... So while your main has to go a certain path, like we did back in like Warlord of Draenor, mm -hmm. you can't just pick your zone, you have to go a certain path. Mm -hmm. Your ult can go wherever, and your ult can start leveling like it's max level stuff right away. So that's pretty cool. Yes, we're all going to be level 60 at the end of this thing, but they, mm -hmm. they made sure like even if you're currently level, say you're level 60 right now, you're going to get squished down to a 30. They'll make sure yeah. to adjust everybody to where it makes sense. The leveling process sounds a lot of fun. When you make a new tune, there's going to be this new zone you can choose. As a new player, you have to go to this zone where you're basically like a shipwrecked member of your faction. And then you fight. Like So it, what it felt like when they're describing it, I'm like, it's a little piece of WoW Classic. And the fact that like it's an island you're on. There's a problem on this island. It's an ogre who's trying to summon a dragon. And so you're like solving the problem and killing this dragon and an ogre. I was like, man, that's a great little summary of how awesome Classic is. Hmm. And then from there, you go to your capital city and they're like, okay, this is what we have ahead of us. We have problems in Northern. We have problems in Pandaria. Go for it. So I think it's a good way to kind of like natively put people into it. And then the second time you play, you can say like, I want to go here right away. You can kind of do whatever you want. You can even go back to the old starting zones too. So if you really want that old orc starting zone, you can. Um, the covenants again, those are pretty amazing. You actually get abilities for choosing a covenant that'll be different for your class and one that's different for each covenant. So there's actually two abilities you get. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things. Really, I, I think I'll just do a big deep dive on this later on yeah. so that I can really spoil, uh, spoil everything for you. But uh, let's go ahead and go into esports. So World of, or, uh, Overwatch, how did Overwatch esports go? Yeah, so basically it took up my whole day. Uh, <laughs> that's why I didn't catch these panels. 
But Overwatch is great. So going into this thing, just being a huge Overwatch fan and spent many hours on it, uh, I didn't see, I didn't get esports. I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm just, they're doing what I'm doing. Yeah, but man, to be in the arena and people erupting and actually uh, cheering for their country with chants yeah. and dressing up, it was one of the just best experiences I've ever had. Yeah. Um, but we got we got in there. We saw a couple quarterfinals. Um, get this. Uh, then we'll just skip to the semifinals. Semifinals. We saw USA versus uh, South Korea. What that a was big a game! Huge one. There was so much hype behind that because South Korea is the powerhouse. Yes. So. Yes. Um. It was. I was shocked because a lot of the announcers were saying that USA, well, this will be their first time winning. I was it, like, really? They had beaten them the last time during the well, group phase. So it was kind of like, what's going on? So yeah, that kind of thing exactly. Yeah. So ultimately, USA wins. And just to be there, oh my God, the cheers and the screaming yeah. and yelling. It was definitely a hope filled like for USA. Yeah, it was like a Super Bowl. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to explain <laughs> esports to people like, yeah, but... It, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm playing a video game or I'm watching a video game. And it's like, yeah, yeah but you're also not playing football. It's hard to explain. Yes. But when you're in that environment, mm -hmm. like you feel that vibe. It's yeah, so cool. Definitely open up my eyes to make me more interested in the Overwatch esports, at least. Yeah. Um, after that, so now the semifinals, France and, uh, France and China went at it. Mm -hmm. uh, ultimately, China winning. So that got to the World Cup of being China and USA. Oh uh, third place, yeah. South Korea won pretty easy. Three, three zero, I believe. Uh, remember correctly and then now for the usa and china usa ultimately won three zero two right it was three zero but it's yeah. hard to say like oh yeah three zero and it was like a victory easy no it was no yeah it was good it was good matches for sure each round yeah um but it was pretty awesome to see usa obviously for their first world cup win here in person it and against was, China, who everybody was kind of like just assuming they'd be, you know, this, everybody just assumed like, yeah, China's going to, who are you going to fight against China? Like, they didn't care about yeah, who China had to beat. They knew it was going to be in the world, you know, in the end. Yeah. I think for USA winning the World Cup, it wasn't just that they got into a group and then they kind of slithered their way in with these other teams. Like, no, they had to be South Korea first yeah. to get to where they were. I'm happy about that. Yeah. So yeah. they, they definitely knocked out a powerhouse there and actually felt like they earned that World Cup. Yeah. So it was pretty awesome. Just fireworks. Yeah, they had fireworks going on. Sparklers, whatever you call it, big sparklers. <laughs> Every single... And it was funny because, like, we had left the arena, and then to get back in, the arena was so full that they weren't, weren't letting people oh my in. Oh, gosh, yeah. The line outside of the arena where you were just watching, like, 60-inch TVs mm -hmm. had to be... 3,000, 2,000 people, maybe. E easy, and you're not getting in that arena. And you're not, yeah, and you're not going to get in that arena. They're just standing in line because there's little TVs around you go watch the yeah, matches on. Yeah. So finally, they opened up one of the other big stages, and that got decently full, too. I think it yeah. would have been packed if they actually told people we were going to do that. Exactly. I think it was just word of mouth. Yeah. Um, that's my one complete blizzard. They should have had, they need to have their finals streamed on multiple um, halls. A lot of stages, we had, they had three different bands going on at the same time, and I had, heard nothing about any of these bands beforehand yeah i'm hearing some good things now but yeah it's kind of like one of those things where it's like overwatch is huge you guys just over announced overwatch 2 it's the perfect year to like really just lean into it everybody loves overwatch put it on it's such an exciting esports to watch especially man u.s mm -hmm. versus china was nail biter after nail biter after yeah. nail biter um uh yeah what a great year to have it on all the screens but that's okay yeah the arenas, well, of course, you can't interrupt. But. Yeah, watching these give me a lot of uh, some tips, though, when I play Overwatch in the future. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, man, the way they uh, have these characters, say, some of my favorite memories was when uh, uh, Reaper would do his ultimate. Yeah. But it would be blocked because they surround him with shields. And it's like, I never thought of 
the, just the way they went about it. Yeah. I wouldn't think of that. This The, the synergy between the players yeah. to just like, boom, we do that now. Yeah. That comes from those 10-hour, 11-hour, yeah. every day playing the game. Yeah. Uh, T-Mobile for Team USA like gave them a boot camp area to like just, this yeah. is your guys' place, play it all you want. Yeah. And, and the way that practice. they really had the uh, characters complement each other uh, with uh, one of them was we got to get bashed into the target. So they used Symmetra just to have the portals teleport them faster as a yeah. group. And of course, we all know that's what she does. But just to see it played so organized. Yeah. It's like, damn. And I, I guess I don't really always play with with people I know. That's a, but, I, that, yeah. yeah. And that's a, and that that's much a killer. Well. Yeah, for sure. That much. Yeah. Um, but to see it, it's like wow. I just I don't get to experience that at home all the time. So it's yeah. pretty neat Usually to see. It's like, it. I want to be I want to play this character. I don't care what anyone thinks. <laughs> yeah, you're like oh yeah, we're going down on tanks. It'll be fine. Yeah, and now you see this, you're like oh no, you need a couple shields. Like yeah. the shields were. It's important. It's amazing how important shields are. Mm-hmm. Like Sigma, I'm definitely not playing them enough because Sigma yeah. like his shields like boom boom boom. He's yeah. always popping them out to like, just like command the battle. See him block putting the shields up in the air to block Pharaohs. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that Sigma being that new of a character that we saw him almost every single match. He's very well esports. designed. Yeah. 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 Sigma's ultimate. It's amazing how well Sigma's ultimate works well with like everybody else's ultimates too. Mm-hmm. They always kind of planned out or same thing with Maze uh, Blizzard. Like yeah. they would plan it out like, okay, we're going to have the Maze Blizzard go on while we have this one coming in. Yeah. Like everybody had their ults tied together. And watching the announcers or listening to the announcers as well, they're talking about how like, you know, taking out two utilities like Sigma's ultimate or something like that. Was the game changer. They already knew US is going to win this match yeah. because China had to take out two utility ults mm-hmm. to be able to keep them going. Yeah. So it's just, it's a level that I'm not familiar with and excites me because yeah. I really want to try it For sure. Lot. For sure. So yeah. Overwatch, man. It was so good. Yeah. No, it was an amazing experience. <laughs> Went from there to go check out the jersey shop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So next, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Raiders. Essentially just who won uh, because it's no surprise. Um, Arenas are a lot of fun. They do the three-on-threes, and you have the one guy sit out. You can rotate him in. Uh, Method has always been kind of the powerhouse that shows up in multiple teams. They got the orange and stuff like that. And then on, like, MDIs, they have EU. And Well, anyway, so we had Method Black win this year. And, again, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like the Yankees won back in the Yankee days. You yeah, know, you're just yeah. expecting it at this point. But they did oh, an excellent gosh. job. And we're I'm a big Method fan now. I actually became a Method fan since last BlizzCon when I was actually able to uh, watch their stuff and start to pay attention to them. And I really like what they're doing for esports. It's important that you have a team like Method that is a brand. And it seems like, oh, well, you guys are just shills. You're making a lot of money off of esports. Yeah, they are. But you got to remember, like, having... Doesn't everybody? Yeah. <laughs> but having that, like, identifiable team that, like, represents something that you could, like, represent... Yeah. Means something that means something to your ownership and passion to that sport. Yeah. And a lot of things we don't have... Like Overwatch is trying to do that with the leagues, with their league, you know. And actually, next year they announced they're going to go with home team and away team advantages and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. I'm excited yeah. for it. And after this, after watching US vs China, I'm like, I'm into it now, um, more than ever. So, but yeah, I I like Spitfire, and you might like you know LA or whatever. Mm. And that's that that identifiable you know bond with your team is something that you need. Method is doing that, and that's yeah. why they're winning is because they're organized and they inspire people. We need other teams to rise up. Limits yeah. one of them that could. Uh, last year, Free Mary won the MDIs. I thought that was a solid team. I didn't see them really stand out this year or come at all. Um, and Wildcard had a couple teams. Or... Wildcard did really good this year. Yeah, Cloud9 was really good this year. Yeah. But it's so hard because it's one of those things. It's kind of like how South Korea is, you know? Yeah. We're like, okay, just beat Method, man. Beat one of Method's teams, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. not even. That's why it's Method Black, not Method. Uh, it's because Method Black and Method, Method Orange both do the arenas. 
and they're both fantastic teams. So congrats to Bethard Black. You guys are showing us how it's done. That's excellent work. Yeah, the other teams just need to step up on their marketing. That's what it really is. Yeah, their marketing and their unif- unification. So uh, Sko, the guild leader for Method, he's really kind of delegated a lot of roles in the right way. Yeah. And even the best guilds in the world outside of Method, you'll have a guild leader who wants to take all the ownership on his own shoulders, and you just can't do that. You can't yeah. be successful and think you can handle it all. It's so hard to be a guild leader, and you have to make sure that the jobs go out there. So Sko's done an excellent job of not only doing that, and then, but he's also has hired professionals that are helping with the business aspect of it. Mm-hmm. If you guys follow Sko uh, on Twitter, you'll see that his life is pretty great. He's always on vacation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he's always just like working out or on vacation. I think he was just like in Italy or some crazy thing. Um, that's guild money that's making that happen. So this <laughs> guy manages the guild for his living. Let me, just be, let me just be in the guild. Yeah. I'll be happy. He's like, I'm going to go to Italy. I'll be back for the new patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's his yeah. life. And I'm not complaining. But yeah. So uh, over our, uh, BlizzCon is done. What are some of the highlights for BlizzCon for you? Uh, I like, I keep telling you this all the time, is the setup that they did with the Hearthstone stage, yeah. the World of Warcraft stage, the Diablo castle that we got to walk that was um, neat, through yeah. just to see uh, certain statues and take pictures of things. Uh, that's a huge highlight to me just to be in the world, especially that Hearthstone area. I told you multiple times that that was my favorite area. Just yeah. to be in like that tavern section. Yeah, we were able to go back to the, the tavern music. section yeah. uh, on day two. And yeah. it was cool. We just kind of hang out. You have yeah. beer there and stuff like that. And it feels like you're in a tavern. All those yeah. desks. And you had a chance to actually play one of the devs. None of yeah. us were good enough to do that. But yeah. Yeah. Seeing some of the cosplay was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then also, of course, the announcements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's You had a good point when you were talking about the Hearthstone stage. Is Oh, I was hoping it would be this Disney-like thing. Yeah. So what he means by that is when you go to like Disneyland and you see the effort they put into immersing yeah. you into that. Mm-hmm. A lot of that happens at, at BlizzCon. BlizzCon has that sort of passion that comes from Disney as well, mm-hmm. where you can spend the entire BlizzCon checking out all the art and the statues. Yeah. There are so many of them, so many that I missed that I know I saw last year and stuff like that. The Jim Rayner was like in the basement in the corner. Yeah. It's like Jim really, Rayner's statue is awesome. <laughs> they really don't. I get they want to, and, and that basement was neat, the arcade. Mm-hmm. But it was so just not a part of it, it felt like. And then when yeah. you get there, you're like, this is the bar in StarCraft. Like, this is awesome with the big ass statue yeah. of Rainer. They, so, yeah, they yeah. had a new section called Blizzard Arcade, I think yes. it was called. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's where they kind of put some of their StarCraft stuff because you're able to play StarCraft 2 and StarCraft yeah, here's 1. Here's the Storm. That's how we played Warcraft, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of felt like, okay, these guys don't have big announcements. Let's just put them literally in the basement. Yeah. And then, and it's a big section. It was very cool, but it felt like. Guys, this is Jim Rainer's bar. You know, the bar he's at all the time. Get it out there. How is this not... Yeah, maybe if they named it better than just Arcade. Something more... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. To advertise a StarCraft bar and whatnot. Um, same with the fair, though. Dark Moon Fair, that was neat. Dark Moon yeah. Fair, yeah. We just didn't get... Go th- I, you know, normally, Dark Moon Fair is one of those things I go through like three times. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things going on. There's stuff I didn't see, of course, but... Uh, yeah, it was just a madhouse. Like, there's yeah. so many people in this place. Yeah. And, and BlizzCon itself is huge. So you don't really even think about it. Like there's so many things you're actually missing. But yeah, the, the art's always amazing to see. Uh, you're able to like talk to people. We actually I took a picture with Ian Hosakasis. Uh, but there's other people like streamers and yeah. stuff like that you see all the time. You yeah. actually get to meet them in real life. Um, yeah, the devs, I got to uh, meet the dev for Hearthstone and stuff like that on day two. All the esports coverage. That's one thing that, they, that people don't understand is you can watch them record the esports coverage and you can actually see like live studios running. And that's the person who I always found interesting, like the behind the scenes stuff with TV and movies and film and stuff. 
you could actually see all that happen. You could see like the multiple panels and oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so I was sitting there watching them while they're doing some of their broadcasting, and it's funny to see how like small the set is and yeah. how many cameras are active at the time and how much direction's going on and how how big the production is. So it's just it's always awesome. BlizzCon's always cool. There's so many things you will always miss something. That's just how it is. I feel like it could be a third day. They could stretch out a couple of the esports, put them on different days because I I couldn't watch all the arenas and all of Overwatch at the same time. You know, yeah, no, yeah. I really wish those two were on different days. The the powerhouses, yeah. put them on different days, uh, and then it felt like again with StarCraft because they didn't have the announcement. They also put the StarCraft esports kind of like it shared Overwatch arena. Yeah, it was in the Overwatch arena, and we watched the finals, and it just obviously was not packed like Overwatch was. Um, but I kind of stumbled on it. Yeah, it wasn't like I knew it was going on. Uh, so maybe a little bit more marketing for that would have been nice. Especially since Stark, I think if, as soon as they announce a new Starcraft, it'll go. It'll, the new one will be huge yeah. because Starcraft is a staple for esports. That mm-hmm. that's like such a big game for them, and it sounds like they're gonna make Warcraft Reforged a new esport as well. Because they already really? talked about pro players and stuff during that. I wouldn't want to care for that. I'd just rather see. Let's update the Starcraft. I mean, essentially, we're seeing the same thing. Well, so we're gonna have Starcraft yeah. and Warcraft. I mean, we're they're just both watching the builders, same game. You know. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they yeah, do with it. Yeah. If it it might become huge, but if it's not huge, I don't know. Yeah, again, we want a new StarCraft, but maybe it's because they're gonna be working on the FPS that they know they're not gonna get a regular oh, StarCraft shit. out there. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll switch the uh, builder esports then if I can get a first yeah. person StarCraft. <laughs> I was talking to one guy who was saying that the the FPS was supposed to be a battlefield type game where there's mm-hmm. a battle going on and they drop you in it and then you have to like change the wave of the battle by being one soldier. Okay. And so much like Battlefield. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's literally all I've ever wanted. Yeah. You know, it's like you're saying, just make me a Marine. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I could like literally put, could you imagine you're like walking around there, you have like 20 Marines with you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see like Zerglings pop up and you're just, oh you're my God. Overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, it'd be you amazing. See like some of your allies just get sucked in the ground or something. Yeah. Like crazy. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. And like a big Protoss ship coming from the, through oh, the clouds God. and all of a sudden you see the little oh, ones God. leave it and like, no. <laughs> Stop talking about it. You're getting me excited. <laughs> Blizzard, hire us. We got your visions. <laughs> Uh, okay, guys, so I think that's it for us. Yeah. We have a long drive ahead of us. When we get home, I'll put the stuff on YouTube, and we'll do all that fancy stuff. But uh, thank you so much for joining us, guys. We, we love BlizzCon. We love bringing it to you. Yes. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.